Welcome to The Way Freedom Flies. I'm Anthony, and I hope that you've all had a blessed week and that you all are basking in the glory that God has provided in your life each and every day, right? It's glory days, not gloomy days, as Emmanuel Johnson uh, says. And it, it has been a fun week. I mean, let's just start off with just how amazing this week has been, right? Here on Twitter, if you guys decide to go to that uh, crazy little app that is uh, Elon Musk is, I don't know, trying to save, trying to destroy, trying to do something with, but it's, it is interesting, is that government-funded media organizations are now leaving Twitter because they are being labeled as government-funded. Media organizations. What is hilarious about this is that these government media organizations, you know, like let's even take NPR, that they state they cannot survive without government funding, federal funding. And they're supposed to say that their independent side of them is so important that they have an independent side that them, labeling them as government media is not there. I, you know what, if there wasn't stuff like this to be humorous about and they get all upset about, it might be a very boring life. But, you know, God makes you laugh in all sorts of ways, and this is one of them. I am, for once, you know, happy that these government media organizations are going to step aside and do their um, rightful step in the right direction and not be on Twitter. <laughs> I wonder how long it's going to last. Because most of the time, if I see a article like from the BBC or um, NPR or something like that, it is on Twitter to make fun of. Which, if they're not there, I guess they're not going to be being made fun of. Which I am perfectly okay with. And that will lower down traffic and uh, put them in a situation where they're probably not going to like it going in the future. So this is one good turn and one very good direction that we are starting to go down. And I think that that is one area where we, we have to realize things, right? Where did these sources come from, right? One, first of all, let's first get this off um, out there. Here in the United States, government has no right funding media. And so doing that is completely against the enumerated powers at the federal level. And this is one thing where the United States has to continue to be stripped down and continue to chip away at the federal bureaucracy that has been created here. So hopefully we can keep on doing that and continue to move in the right direction. And uh, this is just... Um, this is just another step in the right direction. We are, we are going to hopefully go in the right direction and clean this up. But it's it's not going to be an easy thing to do, especially if we want to not only clean this up but then start the other side of things. Um, one thing that is interesting too, another just amazing backfire here, and God bless us that we're finally starting to stick together and starting to chip away at this is uh, Bud Light, right? They um, decided that uh, they would do some uh, tranny stuff, woke stuff, and it has completely backfired. It's amazing. People want to relax with the beer and don't want to talk about uh, stupid politics. 
about this or the political side of what you have to be okay with. They want to just enjoy a beer after a long, hard day's worth. Now, I'm not a Bud Light drinker. Heck, I barely even <laughs> drink ever. I think it's once every three to four months or six months, sometimes even a year before I have a beer or anything else. So it, it can be a while for me. But um, what I'm noticing is that a lot of this is... Uh, is people are recognizing what is going on. And this is something where now people are able to point out if they have a Bud Light, oh, you support this. And people don't want to be associated with that. And one thing I think, um, I was listening to uh, Buddy Brown, and he said, I think the... um, the continuation of these boycotts are going to intensify and intensify. And I do agree. I I don't think everyone's going to be created equal every boycott. But, um, heck, I've been boycotting stuff for, gosh, over a decade now. And uh, I keep track of them, and people call me up, why am I supposed to boycott this company? Well, I have reasons. Um, (laughs) Almost all of them are political or something they've done. But... um, Getting back to Bud Light, what you have here is you've now touched the common American man and woman, and you've offended both of them. And you've offended, you know, things that they drink, and there's other ways to go, right? If I'm going to have a beer, I already tell you I don't drink that often to begin with, but if I'm going to have one, it's certainly not going to be Bud Light. And hopefully uh, people can go through and experience other different um, beers out there and support them that are willing not to bend the knee to these idiot um, woke companies. You know, that VP of marketing in Bud Light trying to think that this was a good idea. I'm, I don't know if she's been fired or not, but if I was uh, Bud Light, it would definitely uh, be on my list um very quickly because uh you you've not said anything for a week and now you are saying it's a good idea um you know to continue this on bud light staying quiet on their social media says that there's something bigger here and they need to really go through and correct this so it is uh it is something that you can uh you can, you know, may, maybe you are still a Bud Light drinker. I don't know why. Uh, I ask you to write in and tell me why you would still be doing something like that. But I think that this is just another um, issue and another um, another step towards taking back all of our countries, taking back and putting God back into places where. We have uh, where we have gone away from the godly guidance and the godly um, views that our God has given to us and told us about. So th- this is something that when you when you take a look at it, I hope everyone can look back and say, "Hey, you know our values here. We don't want to be." Um, giving up on the values that we've had and that God has given to us, but we need to make sure and um, 
follow those views and this is one way to do that is to do these boycotts to do to stand in that line of fire to make sure that we're doing the right things one thing that um i've been trying to figure out about too is why haven't women filled that gap and be so much more vocal about this and i was asking around you know uh, my wife really isn't active on any social media, so you know, I she she gave perspective from her viewpoint, right? And I was asking some more people, but what I noticed here lately, and Patriot underscore Savvy on Twitter had said something that then I th- it seems like it really kind of kicked off. I don't know if she was the first one, but she kind of said you know something with about. Uh, about her celebrating her 15,330 days of being a woman, right? What she did, a biological woman, right? She was pregnant twice. She had complications, whatever else, through that. And, you know, I I will allow you to go look her up on Twitter. It's at Patriot underscore Savvy, S-A-V-V-Y, and see what she said about that. And... This is what I wanted to see as a male. We could have gone through and, you know, kind of pounded us into the ground. But at some point, right, it falls on deaf ears on the left. The left literally has a has brain aneurysms and brain issues. So you, you have to come this from a, you know, woman's perspective, my viewpoint. Now, maybe it wouldn't have, maybe a male's viewpoint would have finally gotten through, but I highly doubt it, right? They, they, they wanted to go after the male, you know, <clears throat> males on the, um, on the right. They don't allow them to really have a viewpoint. They don't want them to have a viewpoint. So if we would have put it out there, the left would have just threw it back in our face and just ignored it. And, I don't want an issue like this to be ignored. I want, you know, to us to change course on this trans issue because I don't think it's right. You know, biblically speaking, uh, it's not. So, um, and if you have questions and you think it is right, right, it's De- Deuteronomy, uh, what was it? Deuteronomy, uh, while well, I'm looking this up here, but in Deuteronomy, right, it clearly states that this is a wrong thing to, um, this whole transgender is just wrong. And I will have it here in a second. Um, Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman shall, this king, uh, New King James. So Deuteronomy 22.5. A woman shall not wear anything that pertains to a man, nor shall a man put on any woman's garments for those who do so are abomination to the lord your god and this is just one instance of it but now you have women coming out and speaking out and this is just amazing i think that we are the start of the turn of the tide people say that you can't you once you allow something you can't take it back well i understand why you might say that but you're so short-sighted on history i don't get why you you would have that opinion then right if you're going to give up and roll over okay let's put a fork in you you're done you're you're not part of the movement right and people look back in history to see what has happened this has happened before stuff like this has happened before you they this has taken ground this sort of 
um, craziness has, you know, there's been sort of, you know, advancements of that. And then all of a sudden, when you have revival in the community and we go back to the God, for some reason, it changes back. And people really need to keep an eye towards that and see what this is really about and not go through and just assume we are here and this is the way it is we got to keep giving up ground no we have to take back ground and taking back ground is a big thing so um there was something else i want to touch on here and um the world economic forum said something today and jordan peterson um let's see if i can actually spell today let's see so jordan peterson responded because uh they went through and they put out uh what was it more like a form said climate change um was a huge um issue and it's causing more people to starve and so i'm still trying to figure out how to spell that's uh <laughs> spelling is not my strong suit and i fully admit it i'm working to get better but again i'm working to get better so um and now i gotta find the tweet here uh, let's see, but the World Economic Forum was going through and telling this, and Jordan Peterson said, pointed out, no, it's getting rid of the farms. It is getting rid of the uh, everything that you're blaming on climate change, right? But you have inflation and everything else, and all of a sudden, it's it's climate change. No, I mean, what does this World Economic Forum? Uh, I, I, I don't get how they think, right? Because eventually people are going to see through it. Now, maybe um, you and I, we're already starting to see through it and we're getting to the benefits of this. But when you have the World Economic Forum here kind of... Um, kind of just put this up and be like, this is the way things are, you have to question exactly what they're trying to do so um this is something that hopefully more and more people are going to be paying attention to because we need to clean up the we need to really clean this up because when they're going through and continually putting this all on climate change when it really is they're destroying you know the bankers are going through and stealing the money and controlling the money and you have all these other issues right high inflation you know getting rid of farms in like um over in europe um clo closing all these issues uh it's increasing the price of things and that's why people are not able to get food and everything else not the um side effect of climate change in fact if climate change and gets warmer you're actually going to have more food right and there's stuff like this but nobody wants to actually look at facts they just want to look at their feelings and fiction i don't get why people want to do that i really don't um when you have facts and fictions the, 
maybe they sound better to you. I don't know. They when when you start telling me a lie, start telling me false things, it doesn't make me feel better. It kind of makes me feel like you you're trying to sugarcoat um, something that uh, this is the the false things make me know the real things is much worse than what it is. So just if you were telling me the truth right away, okay, I could accept it. But now you're just, you know, going down and saying it's got to be really, really bad. Um, this is just um, just what it is, right? And you see the turnings of the tide, right? I was listening to the Economic Ninja today and uh, YouTube channel. If, you, if you're looking at any economic stuff, he's a very good... Um, very good source for things like that and you're seeing seeing major issues with office space and with all these other things one thing he mentioned in there is what if walmart and stuff were to sell these you know huge stores and everything else because they're closing them anyways because of theft and they make them into tiny room or tiny houses so you get to go in one you have a whole bunch of tiny houses in there that's crazy that's something that we need to head off, but it's something as prices keep increasing that they're going to allow to go after. And I, be I bet you people are going to find this attractive because of, hey, we need a place to live. And the cost of living is so high that this is what we can afford. You know, this is the whole world economic form kind of taking shape. And uh, I don't mean this to be a whole doom and gloom. I, I started out with some funny stuff with the, the whole uh, NPR government-funded news, right? That's funny. But something we got to pay attention to and something we have to stand in agreement and go against is what is really going on here. And um, that's one thing that we have to work hard at and we have to kind of progress with. So I hope that... As we pay attention, right, we're going to have, we have high, San Francisco, I'm, I'm reading here, um, has a 29.5% vacancy rate in offices right now. Offices are, vacancies are up 7% in San Francisco. Where's the commercial real estate going? My guess, and from what I've been hearing in a lot of places is, the commercial real estate in office space is just astronomical. Um, it's going through the roof, all these um, different areas. And if this continues to go up and you continue to have issues like this, what's going to happen is is that one, so one, th one thing that happens from this, we're, we're going to have an, a major adjustment. Now, if they use this for housing, this is going to be your cheap housing that people are going to go into. Something we, I, I think that people should have the ability to buy a house if they want to, own land and everything else, not none of this apartment complex and tiny stuff, right? And maybe that's what a lot of these commercial areas do. As we transition to online, we have more space now for residential, but everyone's still thinking commercial, commercial. You get more money on the commercial side, but maybe we need a huge adjustment in here just to be able to do that. You know, Economic Nick Ninja was pointed out that Amazon is closing a lot of their major distribution centers that they had in for um, for building this year, which is, you know, something uh, major overall. 
but you you go through and you you take a look at these office spaces overall and these office spaces are are primed this whole thing to drop and really make an adjustment right everyone's doing businesses differently today and going into everything with um these office spaces and how many are becoming more and more vacant well let's take another idea of what we can do with them and you know and use them for something else because my my thing is is that when you take a look at this right a lot of these companies that have this office space that each office is a different entity different company so one major company owns all these other smaller companies that then have their each office space so if you're starting to see let's say commercial real estate and stuff collapse and i got to do some more research i got to ask uh, i know i know some people on the design side of this that i want to know how they're doing um last time i checked they were still red hot with design so i don't know if that is cooling off yet but the office space is one thing where we can see the data so far and that is now he may have a whole bunch of more work uh converting all these old um buildings into other stuff which i hope that he does because he uh, my friend does a really great work there but you let's say we get to a point where the company doesn't see a future this office space is yeah, heck we we can't afford it anymore we have to get out of this asap that's what we're going to do okay what they can do is just say hey bank you can have it we're going to stop payment on it the bankman can go after them the only problem is that it's in a separate entity so if they have no money to begin with you're not going to get anything out of it so the bank has to take it but the bank doesn't want it because the bank's not going to get the value back probably because all the values of this property now have gone down because nobody wants office space and there's so much more office space on the market so you're going to get to buy it then you have this thing where the value is going to be depreciated so the bank's going to take a loss on this so the bank would rather have you still have it and maybe make an adjustment on the payment or something just so that they don't take a huge dump on the money it's and the banks are already stressed because of how the federal government and the fed are acting and so you have basically created a dollar shortage with an interest rate and i was scrolling through twitter here while i'm talking to all of you out there and guess what there's talk about another 25 basis points increase now you have to get rid of inflation i don't think 25 basis points is enough i think you have to jump over the rate of inflation because you're too dumb to actually do what is needed which is to get energy prices cheaper drill baby drill get that energy price cheap so you can actually start chopping this off at the knees oh okay um <laughs> right this is where we're at we're at 1.1 trillion dollars in debt so far this year that has so that's just this year that's not prior debt that's what we've already added it's the most ever in the first three months of the year wow crazy right but we're not slowing down they're saying this the, over two billion dollars in additional debt onto our debt is going to be added by the end of this year this is something that we are growing faster and faster it's going to break it will break god help us it will break he will guide us and get this fixed he's the only one at this point 
everyone's saying politicians don't and everything else want it. No, they're going to want it to get changed pretty quick because I don't think uh, long term they're going to be able to survive. That's just my opinion. You know, we have Donald Trump, and he kind of did something different. There's um, RFK, Robert um, F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president on the Democrat side. Now, a lot of his social policies I won't align with, but his vaccine policy I stand 100% with, his health policy, right? That sort of stuff where... You know, these vaccines are bad. That's where he big he's big in. All of a sudden, there's two huge outsiders that um, nobody wants to admit. But if you have two outsiders like this going at it, it's going to get interesting pretty quick. Everyone's kind of paying attention to this Restrict and Misinformation and Hate Speech Act. Or, you know, the TikTok Act which is basically an assault and free speech. Everyone's calling it the Patriot Act on steroids. You want to talk about something amazing right now? Is that it seems like every turn the government's doing, if they don't do something good, we're talking about it now. I would have really enjoyed to seen this 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Bush era, right? All this stuff, we start talking about this because we'd probably be in a much different spot. Christians here need to stand in the gap, need to get going, and need to follow in the right direction. Pastors need to get on the right path. Pastors need to be filling in the gap and being on the right direction. I don't know what is going on in a lot of these pastor minds and everything else. But if they are not educating and teaching the Bible and getting people out there to you know, vote and really do the government, they are missing their state, um, huge steps. You know, they always um, do, what is it, Romans, um, the Bible verse, you know, pay to Caesar what is Caesar's, and they kind of take it out of context and everything else. But, you know, one thing about this is that at that time, Caesar was a ruler, right? Um, You know, you had Greek rulers, The interesting thing is, I have a question for you about the United States. You know, we know there's uh, queens and kings in other countries. But in the United States, who is the leader? Who do we pay on the Caesars to what is Caesars? May, you know, I guess I keep it as a trivia question, but I'll, I'll answer to you. Hopefully that you've all answered it by now. It's the people. We the people. A little bit different, isn't it? You start thinking of it as the people are the government. The people are what is in charge. It is we the people. And now we have a whole different ballgame. I like that ballgame. I think it's a great ballgame. I think it's something that we've needed for a while. Is to realize who is actually in charge. And the Christian people need to be in there and stand up to the values. No more of this accepting things because of what it is. What is marriage? It's a covenant between a man and a woman and God. But we forget that part. We think it's a contract with with the government so the government can monitor it. No, it's not. The government has invaded things. I don't get why people don't understand 
how valuable marriage is, how valuable the covenant between a man and a woman becoming one under God, with God as that crucial spot in that relationship. If we're not going to understand that and we're not going to teach that, we're, we're going to have no understanding. Now, I hope that, you know, if you have children, you're teaching them the importance of having a biblical marriage, of having biblical values, of understanding where God comes down on these social issues that are so outside of where his Bible is that they need to be corrected. You know, you have homosexuality in the Bible. You have transgender and everything else in the Bible, right? We started out with, you know, th this happened years ago now. And it was, well, we can just have gays out and everything else. Now we now it's just okay to have them married. Oh, now it's okay to have transgenders, LGBTQ. Oh, it's now okay to um, have trans, you know, shoot up a place. Oh, now it's okay to have transgenders shake stuff at your kids. Where does it stop? It can't be in public schools. It can't be for kids. It, you know, people should be ashamed of this. People need help in these situations. I don't know why people are, you know, oh, I need a mental break. I need this and that and the next thing. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's, you know, just the way I am. I don't need all these mental breaks and everything else all the time. I, I need to be doing something. That's my wife. She's, uh, she, she doesn't like, she, when she sees me sitting down and relaxing, she's afraid that there's going to be something else torn apart in the house, uh, that she's going to have to wait to get all put back together. <laughs> Because that's what happens. But if we're not willing to point out and to help people, the Christian community needs to come in and be minding the gap in all these areas, politics, in social issues, in the community, be able to teach people where God is on these issues and that he does love them and that Jesus wants you to come back to him. Not to be in the human flesh and just to be okay with where you're at and just to do what makes you feel good, but to be able to do what will lead you to a good and fruitful life of following Jesus. Where are we on that? I think that's one of the most powerful things we have to take away from with every step of life, right? I so want to be able to help people in all these areas of life. I pray for all these areas of people where they are, that they can come back to the Lord. Because that is important. I think having revival in every step and in every state and in every community is crucial to helping us turn back this nation. In fact, I think of it so much that I wanted to see it and be able to happen in every country across the world. 
but I really want it to start someplace here in the United States and hopefully spread like wildfire across the world so that we have revival and the church can be back at the centers of the communities and of the governments and of everywhere else. I want churches to take care of the people in the community. I want people to be involved and be able to put um, resources into the church so that they can take care of that community, each local, in each and every way not go through and go where they're at currently not go through and be okay with just sitting there and allowing all this ungodliness to spread as it currently is but we need some good great people to mind the gap and to be able to stand up to these situations and to be able to point it out Heck, you're going to be made fun of. You're going to be pointed at. You're going to be whatever else. Maybe that's not you, but maybe you know somebody that will do it. Maybe you are the one that needs to be encouraging that person because they're willing to take the arrows and you're willing to be the cheerleader for that. We all have our different capabilities. We all have our different personalities. We all have one thing in common, is that God's there giving us the strength to do what we need to support the people that need to be supported so that they can do and have a godly call as well and follow their godly call while we follow ours. So whatever it is, wherever God is calling you, go out there and do the right thing, do the godly thing and follow him. With that, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for um, spending the, this last little bit of time here talking and listening. I really do appreciate it. And I really appreciate all your support. And I want to say I'm praying for everybody out there. And thank you for supporting The Way Freedom Flies. You can always contact me through email at thewayfreedomflies at proton, uh, proton.me. There, that is it. And until next time, God bless.